0: where the party is at. We love hearing speakers at our meetings and wanted to continue the conversation and dig a little deeper. So we came up with the Chapel Mops After Party Podcast. Your hosts, Barkley and me, Summer. Welcome to the Chapel Mops After Party. Hello, everyone. Well, we're back here with two special guests. Yes, we're so excited to have you ladies. Thank you. Yeah. So today we have Jen and Lauren, who are are our Mops Mamas from our group. Each year, our Mops group asks two women to share their stories, and we call these special days caffeine, cupcakes, and courage. Yes. We make it a special meeting with yummy treats and ask our Mops moms to be courageous and share how God has been present in their lives. So every year, we do an end-of-the-year survey. And you know what? That, this time with our, our mamas is one of the most special times. Yeah, well, we ask what messages were the favorites. And I, by far,
1: I think moms choose our testimony days. And that's what you guys are going to share. So
0: we're excited I to- that's like I like that shows the power of stories, yeah, right? It's like yeah. our own moms have powerful stories to share, and it's so neat to, to hear their stories. Yeah. And I think to have relationships or to grow
1: relationships and have, like, true, true community, it takes vulnerability. And that's what sharing these stories are. And I think that's what women see and love, end Mm -hmm. up loving at the end of the year. Mm So we're glad you guys took Mm -hmm. the step to be brave today. And we thought, well, and it's interesting because they haven't talked yet. Normally we have our speakers come back onto our podcast after, but we are having you before you speak, just to kind of give it a little run through first, right? Nice.
0: (laughs) So first off, um, Jen, let's start with you. Can you give us an introduction about yourself, your family, your occupation? Sure. So um, uh,
1: my husband, Bill, um, and we have three children. Addison's uh, 12 going on 13. Aubrey is 11. William's 23 months. And we have a dog who's a little over a year old. Oh my so goodness! It's they, like in in so it's kind of crazy in our house. So you're bed. trying all the stages, yeah. like teenage, baby, new puppy. Yeah. What else can we throw? Sometimes in there? I look around and I go, "Whose idea was this?" Yeah. I really do say that in my head, like, "Who who had this idea? How did this happen?"
2: And <laughs> <Well>, how long <laughs> but have you guys fun. been married?
1: <clears throat> We've been married for three years. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So uh, my occupation. So currently, I'm in a little bit of a transition. Um, obviously we're still, you know, kind of getting back to normal, like after the craziness, like of this pandemic. And, uh, so in the beginning of the pandemic, I was pregnant and I was, um, a mammographer, and I still carry my license, and I'm still currently employed. Describe what mm-hmm. that
0: is, because when I first oh, sure. talked to you, I was like, wait, what is that exactly? <laughs> I know, I'm like, I have a test, but yeah. i sure.
1: <laughs> So I worked in um, medical imaging for um, oh, it is what I going on yeah. 16 years, <laughs> and then the last, I think it's been like five, that I've been doing mammograms, so I Ooh. kind of focused more in on the women's health mm-hmm. aspect of it, because I just always enjoyed working with women. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's where I am with that. But when the pandemic hit, it was sort of a time where I was kind of forced to make a change. I'm still currently holding that license, and I'm still employed as like per diem. So they will call me and say, hey, we need help. And I say yes or no. And... Um, I just, I really enjoy, um, I've found some great joy in yoga. So Mm. during quarantine, I ended up getting my yoga teacher. Um, actually I'm still working towards it. My, um, yoga teacher, um, certification Mm. and I have some opportunities there that just currently like popped up. So I'm just exploring all of that. And, um, yeah, so So that's that's where I'm at right now, but I'm mostly at home. Being a mom and just running the house and
0: yeah, awesome that's, that's where awesome I'm at. Awesome it it little thing to talk <laughs> it's about. Just a little yeah, yeah, thing that she's doing. No big deal. Her kids, you know, it's
1: Most a lot of rewarding. Work, it? it is yes. a lot of work. It's fun. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a lot.
0: Many hats. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes. So that's where I'm All
3: at. Right. Lauren. Lauren. Yes. What about you. Tell us who you are. Yes. Um, my name is Lauren. Um, I, I guess, I'm a military spouse and a oh. mom. Um, So I've been married to my husband Rob for five years. Oh, you guys are like newlyweds here. (laughs) I guess kind of. So on that stage, five years, yes. yeah, five Five years, years, yeah. Well, when you're sitting at (laughs) twenty-two, that feels very true, true. (laughs) Um, And your kids, kids, yes, got kids. Mom brain. Uh, (laughs) Most important part. um, So I have a five-year-old who's Levi. And uh, Peyton, who is a little over one. So, oh, uh, he two- is
0: the cutest. She him. always snuggles him at mops and wears
3: him. And aw. he's really like the happiest baby. Like, he is just our bundle of joy. So, um, and we'll learn more later about it, but he's just our blessing to our family. Um, but I. I'm kind of in the same stage that Jen is. Um, Mm -hmm. Just stay at home. The pandemic um, just really affected my job. Um, So I am military. And back when we were stationed in California, I was a fitness instructor for Orange Theory. And Mm I loved my job. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fitness is definitely my passion. Um, I've been a runner my whole life. And so that's just always been what God, I felt like, was Mm -hmm. like, this Mm -hmm. is who you are. I wish God would give me that. (laughs) No, thank you. (laughs) you. I wish I loved to work out. (laughs) Yeah. So I just found a lot of, um, happiness there being, um, a fitness instructor in that community. But once the pandemic hit, um, gyms and just health industry in general, it was really hit hard. Um, but we were also trying to get pregnant at the time and, um, when kind of when work was iffy, uh, that's when I did get pregnant. So it, I kind of saw it as a sign of this was my way out of that, um, season for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still, I, I still hold my, um, my A certification, so I'm still certified, but, um, I just, I've been in that weird stage of, I don't want to miss this time. Like they're only little for yeah. so long. Yeah. Um, especially with Peyton still being so little. So I've thought about kind of going back and dipping my toes into it, but I'm trying to find that balance of just living in this moment. Soaking it up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, soaking it up. And it's hard, too. Um, My husband's schedule is not very flexible. Yes, (laughs) um, he works. So is he still doing something for the military then? Yes. So he's um, been in now for 13 years um okay so he's doing a full 20 which is called a lifer okay yeah so um he he's on so in the navy <clears throat> you have you start out and nor- most of the time you start in your sea duty so you're stationed to a ship oh okay. um and then after so that he's away from you completely right I yes assume it's, well okay. yes and no if he's deployed then yeah okay. he's on the ship but um if the ship is in the in port then they're just doing stuff on the ship okay. um but after their sea tour if they just decide to re-enlist a lot of the times they go to what's called a shore duty mm-hmm. so right now we're on our shore duty so uh-huh. he's not stationed to a ship um he just has it's not a normal job <laughs> he, <laughs> he has a job that doesn't really have anything to do with what he does on the ship oh. um he's here in illinois your guys is N- naval boot camp is here so he's a drill instructor oh so he's so the so guy not a whole lot
1: of naval things right I'm yeah crazy.
3: no <laughs> just yeah. just the boot camp <laughs> we
0: by the ocean. Was like, we're I'm like, close to
3: the ocean i still don't so. understand why the boot camp is <laughs> in know, chicago illinois like Great it's lakes. just so yeah. odd yeah, yeah. yeah but so he's here he's the guy that yells at the little eighteen-year-old mm-hmm. kids coming oh, into so the military. Is a tough guy. Tough <laughs> guy. He is. is but, he? Or is he a teddy bear at home? <laughs> oh, he is like the most mellow person. Like really, very easygoing. So when he got this job, I was just kind of like, "This is gonna be interesting." <laughs> but he's having a lot of fun with we'll it. Stretch you, honey. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he's having a lot of fun with it, and I mean, you're pretty much an like an actor when you're doing the okay. job because yeah. it's not like they're yelling yeah. when they're at home like right, right. so it's kind of like an on and off switch so i don't know um, if you share later but i assume you've lived a lot of places yes okay um, so this is our fourth duty station in 6 years wow it's so crazy yeah. so where are all the places so far um <clears throat> well in the last 6 years technically um i'm from california okay. i went to school in arizona Um, And then I met my husband, actually, in Charleston, South Carolina. Um, So after I graduated, I moved to South Carolina. Okay. um, And that was that duty station. So technically, that Mm -hmm. was one for me, even though we weren't really married yet. Um, But then after that, we were in Hawaii for a little bit. Such rough places yes, so far. You know, <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. And then she's oh, in Illinois. Yeah. And we are. now you're in Illinois. I'm well, so sorry. After that, we were in California. I think it's from California. And now we're in Illinois. So,
0: wait, I what? just think about this. Like, I'm like, when you got the news, you're moving to Illinois. You were must have you been related. Really or were you like, <laughs> what? What? So, literally, actually,
1: California, Arizona, Charleston, <laughs> Hawaii,
3: now <laughs> Illinois. <we're> now, <in> Chicago. <laughs>
1: Like, what were your feelings around that?
3: So at first, um, I was really nervous. So there's a whole process when you go through to put in orders. And um, you can put in requests for places that you want. we were actually trying to get Washington – Um, yeah, but that kept getting, which is near the ocean. Yes. Yeah. But it's a lot different than the climate. Oh, I've heard
1: amazing things
3: about Washington. And my family all lives in Southern California. So we felt like it was like a good, we weren't too far. It was still close enough. Doable. Yeah. Yeah. So we were hoping for that, but didn't work out that didn't come. <laughs> we're so no. glad you're
0: here in Illinois guys. but we're thankful yes. we have you here yes. I love her Instagram stories so because she'd be like it's Easter and it's freezing outside and <laughs> we just
1: yeah. got snow yeah. Yeah. on yeah. April whatever date 18. it is yeah. Yeah. 19th.
3: it's oh. been an interesting I mean so I've been very supr- I'm a very active outdoor person so yes, I was she very pushes su-
0: a stroller and runs at the same I time know. which is amazing it's a feat in itself
3: it's fun yeah <laughs> <laughs> But I've been very pleasantly surprised with how Illinois Amazing. is. Amazing. Yeah. She yeah. said Illinois we're is. really great for like outdoor activities. Yes. Yeah. Charleston you was not.
0: You're right. We oh, are not that? hilly. We're very flat. It's not even that. You're just, just your like, pathways. Right, like the pathways. forest yeah. preserves. Passes. The forest preserves. Forest and preserves. And the bike trails. We really do have with our, our money for, yes. from yes. our state our taxes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think our yes, county, McHenry County and Lake County have been really great with that. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So, one check for one Illinois. Check for I, <laughs> yes. It's been a nice change. Out, but. I am. I mean, I have my issues with it, but
2: I don't mind Illinois.
1: Uh. Yeah,
3: the winter's long. It is very. It long. is. It that's is. been rough, especially with littles. Yeah. Yes. So yep. that's been. That's been an adjustment in well, mental. It's coming
1: soon, guys. Right. We'll break mm-hmm. out of our homes A couple <laughs> weeks.
3: Yes. It's supposed to be 80, <laughs> and then it drops down back to the 40s. Yeah. Well, well,
1: that's called Chicago Spring.
0: I
3: don't yeah. understand. You get like an
1: 80-degree day, and then it snows the next day. You're like, what's
0: happening? Yeah, all the seasons in spring, <laughs> yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you do. You're right. I really do. <laughs> so we asked these mamas to kind of write out their stories of their lives. And so we're mm-hmm. going to start first with talking about their childhood. So Jen, can you tell us about your growing up years? Um, sure. And where you grew up, your family life sure. and things. So we the can get dynamics. A little bit more. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So my childhood, if I'm going to refer to cuz obviously our conversation is our relationship with Christ really yes, and community and how this how we were formed and our understanding of all of that and our experience um But my childhood, uh, there was a lot of turmoil within my family growing up. My parents were divorced. Um, I was raised by a single mom. And, um, you know, most of my childhood, she... It was a struggle um, for my mom to raise us, really, Mm -hmm. and probably in a well-rounded way. I mean, she was, you know, she went to college. She put herself through college, Mm -hmm. um, just making sure that we had everything that we needed. While she was raising you? She put herself through Mm -hmm. school? Wow. Yeah, I remember being... I was probably, I don't remember exactly how old I was grade, at grade school age, and I remember going to my mom, with my mom, to the wow. college library so she could study, and like we, my sister and I would do homework there, too. And wow. Yeah, so... Um, that was really my childhood. The, you know, the relationship with my father was kind of, um, there was some turmoil there because um, the way my mom and dad split, it wasn't, you know, they they didn't really have that great of a relationship. So um, that was really, that was my childhood. And um, my grandparents had a really healthy relationship with Christ and they were founded and grounded in Christ. And I think that was huge for me because all I, the message I, got from my grandparents was God is good. You know, Jesus loves you always. Every, every time I had an interaction with them, there was always conversation about Christ. So maybe not so much your mom, it was more your grandparents. Right. My mom was raised in a Christian home, but, um, again, she was like a busy single mom just trying to like make ends meet. And Mm -hmm. so it was tough. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that portion was kind of lacking in my upbringing, but, um, so that's my early childhood. Um, yeah. What about your so, dad?
0: Like, did you see your dad growing up? Like, was he a, a part of your life?
1: So without going too much into my dad's story and like his mm-hmm. um, his personal story, he made a lot of, and he will, would even admit this today, so it's not like I'm going behind his back talking about him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah gossiping. Yeah, yeah. But he made a lot of probably poor decisions Um, When I was younger and in his younger life, so he was around, but he was very distracted Mm -hmm. Um, and continued to make some bad choices when I went into my teenage years. And then um, he had um, a time in his life where he was at a crossroads and had to make some big changes. Mm -hmm. And in that time, he experienced... God in his life. He Mm. met through community. Mm -hmm. He met some friends um, who, you know, brought him to church, told him about Christ. And I saw a huge change in his life. Mm. Um, So that was really big for me because I actually saw a change in him. It wasn't just like only God could have done that. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was so big that it was like, wait, is this even the same person? Yeah, You know, just the joy in him. And he was now living a different life. It really did seem very, very different. It was like tangible, you know. Now, were you an only child? No. Okay, so I have an older sister. Okay. This is another part of my upbringing too. Um, So my my older sister um, struggled with behavioral issues, issues. And then later on, um, turned to substance abuse. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. actually, it wasn't even later on. It was actually probably pretty early when it started and then continued into her adult life. mm -hmm. So I think that that also created a lot of turmoil. So um, in my upbringing, I was so focused on like trying to be the peacemaker. Mm -hmm. And I was gonna say, how do you feel like all of these things shaped you? Like, what do you think that brought out having? You know, my was, was raising on your own. Dad going through stuff. Sister going through stuff. What do you? I I felt very alone. I felt mm-hmm. um, I may have not admitted it at the time, mm-hmm. but I felt like it was my job to kind of keep everybody, um, you know, be the peacemaker. Well, I of. wondered too yeah. if some of that you felt like you Protect had to be people. The the good one. Yes. Oh mm-hmm. yes, absolutely. Yeah. And that was another thing too with my upbringing. And um, I've even heard my parents say this. Actually, my husband told me that my dad actually said this to him. He said, I always knew Jen was going to be okay. I didn't have yeah. to worry about mm-hmm. her. So that's a lot mm-hmm. of pressure on you. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's just how it was. My whole yeah. upbringing was like, yeah. I was going to be okay. I was, you know, I was just fine. Yeah. Um. So I think, you know, God felt very distant from me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I saw my grandparents had a relationship with him you know had a personal relationship with christ and you could just see a difference in a lightness a a love like a joy that i didn't necessarily see in my daily life Mm -hmm. at home and because of the things that i listed my mom being you know torn in so many different directions Mm -hmm. and then my sister having the issues that she was dealing with and then my dad being so distant and you know absorbed in kind of what he had going on and then i saw this change in my dad And so I was like, wow, you know, there, you know, God is real. Like I knew God was
0: real Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: and to actually see it right in my life, in my heart, like really if I was going to be honest about how I saw my relationship with Christ, it was so distant. It was like, God is real. He's here, but I don't have a personal relationship with him. Um, I really didn't feel like I deserved it because I defined myself with everybody else around, what everybody else had going on, you know, like I kind of took on a little bit of the burden of like some things that were going on in the family and, um, they weren't really my burdens Mm -hmm. to carry. So, so yeah, that's my, that's my early years and my upbringing. Like
0: with your dad in the transformation, did you ask more questions or what was his relationship like when he went through that, was he like then all of a sudden like back in your life? Talking to you about God and, and his relationship? Or yes. did that mm-hmm. yes, he just absolutely. Very, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah,
1: absolutely. Okay. So that was when I was, like, an early teenager. I was probably probably okay. I think, i years old. years um, Yeah, absolutely. Okay. of wow. um, but here's the thing, it's like even though I saw that um, there were so many years of a lot of hurt.
2: Yes. yes. So mm-hmm.
1: yeah, it took a lot of time. And I think even now, like there's still things that sometimes come oh, up sure. where it's like, yeah. you know, you don't understand, but the difference back then from today is that I see it. Like I see it now. I see God's hand in like every step of my life and my dad's life and, you know, my sisters and my mom's. And I know that no matter what we're dealing with, mm-hmm. Here, um, God is with us. He is with us. Um, How oh, cool to have that like yeah. tangible mm-hmm. thing you like, witnessed. Mm-hmm.
0: As a teenager, I'm sure you were like, is this real? Like, is this really going to stay? You know, like yeah. in his relationship with the Lord, like, because you've you'd seen a different behavior before. So I just, I mean, as having a, trust, a teenager, yeah. like, they're very um, skeptical about mm-hmm. things. And so I'm sure that was... Something that you were like, okay.
1: Um. The thing is, um, the as a child, I feel like, and even into my teenage years, and I'm sure most people can relate, you look at your parents, mm-hmm. no matter what they've done in their life or how they've made you feel or experiences that you've had with them, you still, at least for me, I'm sure that there's some circumstances where this is not true, but for me, no matter what either of my parents ever did or said, like, I still love them and trusted them yes. fully,
2: Yeah,
1: you know? Yeah. So no matter Especially what my sisters, dad did still done, quite young. Like 13, 14 is not right. that old. I mean, oh, right. to you're them, they can do no mm-hmm. wrong usually mm-hmm. at yeah. that
2: point, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you look up to them.
1: Yeah. yeah. So it was like my, I saw a change in my dad and he was telling me like, God is real. Oh, and like, awesome. I trust him and I've accepted Jesus as my savior and mm-hmm. I am going to live the rest of my life for him. And he was asking for forgiveness from, you know, people who he had um, hurt, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was really powerful. Wow, Amazing. So that yeah. kind of started your journey. Yeah, because that was, um, kind that was a big yeah. deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yes. Yeah. That. yeah, Lauren. What about you,
3: Lauren? Oh
1: gosh. <laughs> Jen is such a great speaker.
3: It's so calm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you look great too I'm just like
1: entranced <laughs> over here <laughs> <with> <laughs> we're just going to to you for the rest of the yeah. no we want to hear your story yeah,
0: thank you. tell us about your upbringing and your like your faith like of of seeing the people around you and as a child and
3: yeah so um, I, don't know, I guess to start off even my husband makes fun of me I feel like I I grew up in a bubble I yeah. was very unaware of unaware, but just the bad in the world. Um, My parents sheltered me very very well. Um, I'm grateful for it, but at the same time, it was kind of um, me finding things out on my own as Mm -hmm. I grew up. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm uh, the youngest of four. I guess I'll start off with that. So um, my oldest brother, uh, he's my half-brother, and we're 13 years apart. Oh, wow. Yes. Um, And then my- yeah, and then my other brother uh, were seven years, and me and my sister were six years. Okay. So I was a surprise baby. Oh, I was going to say, you're quite a bit Yay. younger yes. than the rest. Okay. Yeah, so I was, a sur- I was a surprise baby, and I was the one that was always like, play with me, and they're like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Your youngest knows how yeah. that feels. She's five years younger than her siblings. So. Yeah, so um, I don't know. Maybe... It- like thinking about it now, maybe that was kind of the point where I always felt like I needed to fit in or like mm. grow up sooner because oh, I had yeah. siblings um, that were older than me and um, uh, my family, I grew up a- as a Christian family. Um, my dad comes from a very Christian family. My grandma, um, she passed away a couple years back and she is just the most God-loving Christian mm-hmm. woman. Um, there was an earthquake the day she passed away, and my uncle was always like, that was...
1: Heaven ram-. welcoming
3: yeah, yeah, welcoming her <laughs> and her asking all the questions. <laughs> um, she did a lot of missionary work. Uh, she was always involved in her church. So that was always something that was very foundational in my family. Um, she started a legacy for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, my mom was raised Catholic, um, but then she... Um, was baptized Christian. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually never really talked to her a whole lot about it, but I know it was at some point when she was with my dad. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was always like my foundation. Um, And growing up, I embraced the church. Um, It wasn't anything I veered from. We went to Sunday service every Sunday, just was how I was raised. Um, And in middle school, I think that was like the most I was involved with my church. I did submission work with them, um, went on all the fun trips and retreats retreats uh, yeah. yeah that yeah. you' on with your church. Um, but at some point in I don't know maybe it was middle school too and high school, I started just veering from it like my church friends and my school friends they just didn't coexist. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't have that strong crossover yeah, that yeah. strong community. it just kind of veered. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always like felt like I needed to belong or, somewhere in, so, one yeah, in one of them. Like, yeah. And one of them, like I needed to act a certain way with my church friends, but then I acted a different way with my school friends. And they're the ones you see the most. Yeah. Yeah. So it just, I don't know. I, my faith just started to kind of drift.
2: Okay.
3: Um, and then college rolled around and that really was where I just. Didn't, I, not that I didn't believe in God, still. Yeah. Um, but Distance. I just not a relationship. Yeah, I didn't have a relationship. I was very distant. I did didn't attend at attend church mm-hmm. when I was in college. Um, I was starting to live in a way that I didn't. When I was younger, <laughs> I definitely was like, "That's bad." Wouldn't Approve? <laughs> yeah. Would not approve. <laughs> <laughs> so my morals just like weren't there really anymore. Uh, and, I mean, I don't think I was a bad person, but right. I just, right. know, right. yeah, those yeah. those foundations that I was in, those um, morals that I grew up with just didn't, weren't really there anymore. So that's where I felt like I really drifted um, with God and just my relationship with him. Um when do you feel like you Yeah, I'm like, are you wanting that? to tell my story? We're yeah. talking about childhood, so yeah, I'm hearing. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're going to
0: move into the next stage. Okay, let's, <laughs> let's do talk that. about um, each of your stories is powerful. And um, we felt after hearing both of your stories, there was a turning point in your relationship with the Lord. It was a tangible change in how you viewed God and how you experienced him. And so can you explain that mom- moment? We'll start... We'll start with Lauren. Yeah, we can yeah, start with Lauren. Kind of, you're, like, getting into yeah, it. Yeah, I was just yeah, more I I was going into it. We're going that, that way. I was you guys. Like, We're just going to keep it going. So, Do yes. I
3: say it yet? <laughs> yes. Now, Lauren,
1: <laughs> please tell us.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
3: um, so that's where um, it was the summer before my senior year in college that – I was – I looked at myself, and I was just like, this isn't who I am. This isn't the way that I thought I would be. Like, I'm not following the path I want to be on. Um, So I just – I wanted to get away. I didn't want to go home to California. I didn't want to stay in Arizona. I just wanted to leave. (laughs) So I planned – to go to South Carolina with a girlfriend, but she backed out last minute and I had already booked everything because I was um, doing some volunteer work over there to try to build up my resume before I graduated. Um, and I was like, well, I
0: guess I'm going. I guess I'm going. <laughs> it's shocking to me. So you're going from California.
3: Arizona, Texas. Arizona, Arizona.
0: to South Carolina by yourself. Yes. That's amazing. I That's almost died 21? in Oklahoma. <laughs> like driving
1: there? Yes. Oh, okay. It's <laughs> like, like did why you did you stop in
3: Oklahoma? <laughs> um, I was going out through through a construction zone and like they had us in a one lane and they were working on the road. So it didn't tether right, I guess, like into yeah. the merge, merge into into the other side. Yeah. So, so my tire caught on it oh. and my car turned sideways oh. and then just skidded <laughs> oh, and I like kind of felt it t- tilt like I was gonna like, flip going over. yeah literally I was terrified and That's my car so thank god it stopped and I just like was shaking on the side of the road and oh, I was like I'm sure I was my friend I'd be with, like
0: I'm going home okay bye. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well my friend I was she moved to Oklahoma so I was staying with her that night and okay. I was like maybe an hour out and I was like oh, good. oh. I was like good. okay Breathe, get back on the road and get yeah. to, to your friends. So oh, really? um so yeah, anyways, but I got to South Carolina. Um and um Why South Carolina? I just, just yeah, I had always wanted to visit. I,
1: I told her we tried I, I tried to, guess, really no. to get there. She really
3: wanted to get there. It's a beautiful place to visit. Yeah. yeah. Very historical. Mm-hmm. So it, it just intrigued you. So you were like I'm going. Early okay. spring. Okay. So early spring, All right. Yeah. That's right, um, <laughs> yeah, so when it's know. horrible here. It's beautiful there. Yeah. Perfect. Yes. Right? yes. Perfect. All um, right. But yeah, I just I wanted to go somewhere new. My friend was actually the one. I, I think she had family there, and she was going, and so that's kind of that sounds fun. Yeah, I was like, oh. that sounds great. I've always wanted to go. Um, but later, I did find out that that's actually where my family settled when they first came to the U.S. Oh, how interesting. Um, my cousin did like our ancestry, and oh, cool. Discovered right. that. So oh, I feel like goodness. that was that was like my first sign like god kind of knocking like yeah. coming not back to my homestead but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know. Back to my roots yeah just i don't know it was just a sign i felt like um so when i got there um my husband and i don't like to say this but we are a tinder success <laughs> oh, oh <my laughs> just it is okay head. we, we do not have to cool. we yeah. met on tinder um to our we always like to say. It was at the beginning of Tinder. Yeah. We <laughs> were like, cool then. <laughs> yeah. We were cool. And <laughs> my friend told me about it. She was like, I've met some so really nice people. before the Tinder Swindler came on. You yeah. We have i'm kidding. Oh did God. you watch them? no i haven't yet oh, okay no i haven't watched oh. that either i did see that though no. i was like oh, Wait, do was i watch he in that? your area like was yeah he he so he there? had just gotten okay. stationed to okay. charleston like literally weeks before i got there he had just gotten there too um and i just wanted to meet people i was there alone i didn't know yeah you exactly. got a way to meet work. people yeah and i was yeah. like i don't want to go to a bar by myself i was yeah, like nope, so how do i meet idea. people um so my friend told me about The new app and so i was like i'll give it a go um (laughs) and it was a success (laughs) yes um we actually was he the first one no okay so there was some throwaways there was i went on one date prior to him and he was a very nice man but very much so into me very quickly and i was like okay (laughs) Okay. (laughs) too much too quick (laughs) (laughs) so um but after that that's when i did meet my husband and we actually ran into each other downtown the night before we met so (gasps) what yeah so we like to say we met in downtown charleston and not on tinder okay Okay. all right (laughs) that's fair (laughs) that's fair because true true. yes it's true true. um but it just helped it helped it a lot yeah. 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 yeah 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 exactly um But anyways, and so we started dating and, um, we had a lot of talks about God. He, um, his background is a little complicated, but, um, his family is Jewish, but he grew up going to church with a friend. Mm -hmm. Um, so he knew of God and he didn't necessarily like have a relationship Mm -hmm. with him. Um, just, but the same idea of me of like, he had those same morals, Mm -hmm. Um, We always were like, is God with us? Is he there? So we had a lot of those talks. Mm -hmm. Um, And fast forward to us getting engaged and married. Um, That was when we first were like, okay, we were both raised in the church. That was where our foundation started. It's something that we want for our future family. Mm -hmm. Um, Always just kind of felt this tug going back. And we wanted to go back together. Like we wanted to have – a strong foundation in our marriage. Um, so we knew that started with God. Um, Mm -hmm. so we went, we started going to a local church and just with every service, we just really connected with the pastors. Mm -hmm. Um, there was three separate pastors and they kind of rotated, um, for who spoke. And with each one, we just like always just felt connected. Um, and then it was just like, It was one service that I remember and just like emotions just overcame me Mm -hmm. and I just like couldn't control myself from crying and I just felt like that was God just opening arms, like welcome home. Welcoming you back. Welcoming you back. And um, just like I said in the beginning, like I always felt like I needed that sense of belonging and acceptance and all along that was god like yeah. it was him mm-hmm. saying like you're a child of god like that's all that matters so um that was like the big turning Great point, point
1: for that's me so. right miss jen i'm just like so i'm right we, <laughs> we just want to talk
0: more <laughs> <laughs> It's back and forth. Yeah. <laughs>
1: we have so much in common, though. So, this is really interesting. Even though it's like amazing how God works because you can have somebody sitting across from you where you have like very different upbringing,
2: mm-hmm.
1: very different upbringing. But I have so much in common with you. So, we'll have to talk later. Did but you meet your husband it. on Tinder? Not- <laughs> no, but I met him on Bumble.
0: Oh! There
1: you go. And Yay. It's so, so, here's this. well, I'll get to it. Maybe I should start from the. I haven't the- heard of that one. Wow. <laughs> So I should start from the beginning, like, of my adult, my early mm-hmm. adult life. Mm-hmm. So, and then I'll get to that. That'll be the... Well, you'll see. Okay. <laughs> I'll tie it together
0: to oh, your Oh, I can't story. wait. All right. <laughs> all right. now now we'll we get sit comfortable and get here. and we all listen. Okay, can't wait. Go ahead. I don't ahead. want to talk. i was just giving
1: you a Tuesday. So after all of that in my teenage years, um, just seeing the big change in my dad, and I actually... um started entertaining the idea of like, I could have a relationship with Christ too. Um, But it was still, he was still very far away from me. It felt, he felt like very, like he's there, but with other people, like not with me. Like I'm not, I don't have, like, I don't live, I don't live like my grandparents. Like they are holier than holy and like they do everything so right. And
3: no dramatic um, and, change, like your dad had
1: gone through. Right, and my dad, he like God, really blessed yeah. his life and really touched him. Um, but so my life is very different, is what I was thinking. Yeah. Um. So fast forward, I'm in my early 20s, and I married my high school boyfriend. Um. And at that time, had you dated this whole time since high school. So we started dating. Um. Uh, when did we start dating? I met him when I was 14 and we started dating when I was like um, about six, early 16. Like I had just turned 16. Okay. So then we got married. I think so it like was four 24. Years? I oh. think it was 24. So okay. we had dated okay. eight a years. Yeah. A long time. Okay. And then we were married. Um, throughout that time I had, now we didn't attend, attend church regularly. It was very sporadic and um, we did get married in the church, but... Um, That was probably the like the time in our marriage, like the earliest time of our marriage, was is when we were like we attended the most and we were involved the most. It was like one like one toe in, you know, like the rest is out. Um, still not really living with having a relationship with Christ. Um, so and then that relationship, I think, because of my upbringing, I was looking to him to fill all of these holes in me and these areas in my life where I felt inadequate. And I thought like I would get married and then all of my problems would be solved.
2: Yes. Right? It was going to be lovely.
1: Like happily ever after, marriage like solved the Disney all the <laughs> engagement was wonderful, and planning the wedding was fantastic, and mm-hmm. it was so, you know, all of the... Well, and you've grown up together. You were yes. a baby when you met, and he's all... And I became very close with his family. His family yeah. was like my family, and because my family had all the turmoil going on, I really did relate with his, like, mm-hmm. I just, I spent so much time with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes, you know, I would look at his sisters and his mom and his dad, and, uh, I was closer with his, his mom. And I would, not that I had a bad relationship with my mom, but she was so distracted and mm-hmm. I, I had a really close bond with his mom and his sisters. I, you know, considered them my sisters. Mm-hmm. So anyway, looking to his family, him, um, you know, my friends at the time, people I knew to just kind of like fill these holes in me. And um, then we had our two daughters um, uh, very quickly. Addison was born in 2009 and then Aubrey was born in 2011. It was like, a, it was; they're 19 months apart. Mm-hmm. So that happened very quickly. Um, and I still didn't know who I was in Christ. I didn't have the relationship with him. We were then at that time, I was like, we need to raise our children in the church. Mm -hmm. Like, I am going to be a different mom. We are going to have a different how we're going to have a different story for our Mm -hmm. children. It Mm -hmm. is not going to be my, like my story. Mm -hmm. Like, I am going to do this very, very different. Um, but the relationship was struggling big time. It wasn't, um, built on a foundation of having Christ at the center. So we had a lot of turmoil in our marriage Mm -hmm. and I thought in my mind, like, okay, if I just like do everything I can to be the perfect wife and like the perfect mom and do, 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 and just put on a face, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: everything's going to be fine. And this is what I need to do like for my family because I cannot let them down. I am not going to let my children's family be torn apart. Like I'm going to keep them together. Um, but it, it didn't end up happening. The, the marriage ended up failing and, um, I found myself as a single mom and I was a single mom for three years. And during that time I felt like such a failure, Mm. like how could I possibly have done this? Um, I had just let everybody down. Um, and so during that time, I started really leaning on um, the community at the church um, that I was attending at the time, and um, leaning on friends who had a relationship with Christ. Sometimes I wouldn't, and then I—I I don't know. I just I found that people who were grounded in Christ were really—they um, th- were the support that I needed. Really, they were—they were guiding me in a direction and encouraging me to dig into my Bible, read my devotional. Um, self care, like self care, can be so many different things, right? Mm-hmm. Like getting your nails done, oh, yeah, going yeah. get your hair done, but it can also mean spending that alone time with God, like mm-hmm. you know, pouring yourself a glass of tea and just like snuggling up and um, really digging in, doing some soul work. So that's what I did during that time. Um, every night, I had my routine. It was like get the kids to bed, and I was kind of in a similar position that my mom was in at that time then. I found myself like, wow, like history is like repeating itself here. And anyway, so I just, I needed to make this right with God like once and for all. And so throughout those three years, uh, it was just a season of me listening to God and looking to Him to fill all of these areas in my life where I felt were lacking and I was inadequate, mm-hmm. and He just like really showed up for me in a really big way, and I felt whole. It was like mm. it didn't matter where I came from, it didn't matter what happened in my childhood or my teenage years or the mistakes I had made. It didn't like none of it mattered. Mm-hmm. And so I really started to listen to what he was telling me and not what the world was telling me Mm -hmm. and my inner voice. Um, And only he can fill those holes. Only he can. Mm -hmm. And it was huge. And so I was in a really good place. I was like, yes, like I was on fire for Jesus, like Mm -hmm. in my heart. Like um, it was just amazing. It was a really beautiful season. And um, even though... The Marriage had failed. Um, I was able to see that God for like I, I found forgiveness and peace, I was at peace with it. Mm-hmm. And but I was convinced that, um, I was gonna like raise my girls and they're gonna get move on and like go to college and be out of the house and then. I would start to date or find mm-hmm. somebody, and then I would have like a marriage like later in life. Yeah. This is mm-hmm. just the idea that I had in my mind. But just like you, I was like, <laughs> okay, well, I can't sit home on the weekends when the kids are with their dad, but I didn't want to spend time with family and friends who had small children because then I felt very yeah. sad from yeah. my yeah. own situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I couldn't walk into a friend's house where I would normally go with my kids, mm-hmm. and their kids are like, where are Addison and Aubrey? And I'm like, oh. Yeah. So I kind of avoided these situations um, a little bit and I started dating. I was like, okay. So I went, <laughs> I did kind of the same thing you did, yeah. similar experience. Um, but I was like, you know, meet for coffee. It was very like, I wanted to just meet people, mm-hmm. network. Yeah. And um, it was just talking and meeting people really Mm -hmm. is what my goal was. It was not to like find my next husband or even have a a serious relationship. (laughs) This was like just meeting people. And I, (laughs) so I met my husband, we messaged each other and it was like, okay, you want to meet for coffee? Great. Uh, He was in the medical field. I was in the medical field. We were going to have a lot to talk about. Um, He grew up in the same hometown as I did. So there was that. Um, anyway we're meeting for coffee and I'm totally running late and I'm just thinking in the back of my mind like who cares like this guy's yeah. he's never gonna want to see me yeah. again it's, it's just fine so though. he's yeah. gonna wait but it was no big deal so I showed up I walked into the coffee shop and like he was sitting like way in the back corner and I just kind of knew it was him. He jokes about how he was like, yeah, you knew it was me because I was the only one under the age of like 75 in the
0: place. <laughs> and the room. <laughs> oh, okay. I hope it's that one.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so he stood up and he had a cup of coffee for me and um, he handed me my coffee, but then he was like, this coffee is great. Try this. And he opens up his cup of coffee and hands me his coffee to try his coffee. I like, I feel like, is there something in me? Okay, no, I was caught so off guard, and he said that he did this because he was disarmed from me and was kind of like fumbling and didn't know what to do. So he hands me his coffee, and he's like, "Try my coffee," and I'm like, drinking his coffee, like oh, he's drugging
0: me right now. What am I really <laughs> doing? <laughs> Are you like thinking of like next steps. What do I do? Should I, t- should I talk the to the lady next? I pass police, out. I take call out. the police immediately. Don't let this man take me home. <laughs> so
1: we joke about it Aww. today. Like he'll say, you know, the only reason I married him was because he drugged me and like all
2: this.
1: but um, I don't know where right to, away, the rest off, huh? is history. I okay. mean, the just an hour, just an hour into talking to him, I just. We had, there was just this connection um, right away and there was, I I wanted to see him again Mm -hmm. and wanted to learn more about him and he felt the same way and so um, we just continued to, you know, to date and so we were married, uh, no, we okay, so we were engaged four months later.
2: Wow. Married
1: six months after that and then we had our son William um, just about a little over a year after that. Wow! Yeah. Wow! Yeah, and it feels like I've been with him forever, and we have a beautiful marriage centered in christ that's and amazing. it's just it's beautiful and you know things aren't perfect yeah
0: right the, no, but i don't they're not expected to
1: be you know we don't expect them to be but I mean, you know it's really like good god has definitely a little one a
0: little toddler right would exactly. that be hard? Yeah. Hard, to be hard. and the puppy, <laughs> and, the puppy. <laughs> and a new puppy <laughs> <laughs> she literally has all the stages
1: folks teenager baby and a new puppy it's <laughs> so true and a relatively new marriage yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. that's tough too Yeah. Yeah. So you're dealing with all the fun things. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. It's really exciting and fun when you have when you bring God with you. Mm -hmm. Because He's always there. And like I just look back after all this stuff that I've been through and some people are like, Wow. And I'm like, God was always there though. Even though it seems dark and sad and it's not. Like there's a lot of joy. I mean, there was. I mean, well, I don't want to seem back, like everything's you can sad. See all the oh, ways there's that so he much joy, yeah, through this journey yeah. for you. So, yeah, so much. I could much. have gone very differently. Mm. Mm-hmm. And my husband and I even talked today about the different stages of his life and my life, and it's so funny how they're so parallel. And it's like, if this would have happened in his life, we would have never met. And if mm-hmm. this would have happened in my life, it would have never worked. Yeah. So, um, it's interesting. Cool. Uh-huh. That's like my story. Cool stories,
2: guys. Yes.
1: <laughs> no, I just want to keep listening, right? But so, maybe we ask some questions. Yeah, I, don't know how many I think talks, really time we only have time have. for one more. Yeah, maybe then, one question. Okay.
0: Um, so how have you strengthened your relationship with the Lord? So we heard about the stories of like you coming to faith and having a personal relationship how have you continued that relationship? Like what are ways that you have strengthened um, your relationship with the Lord?
1: Yeah. Like once you found him, what'd you do to stay strong? For me, um, it's really been getting connected more with people Mm -hmm. um, who have the same faith.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, That doesn't
1: mean I don't have friends who are not Christians. Absolutely not. It does not mean that because um, I do have a lot of friends who aren't in the same community at the church and, um, but, and don't have the same faith. But um, I think just looking to people who are centered in Christ uh, for guidance and um, to surround yourself with them, it just helps you grow in your relationship. And um, I would really like to say that I still spend every single night reading my Bible and my devotional, but my life is really crazy and busy. And I don't do that as often as I should now. I do as much as I can, like listening to a podcast, like with you guys, and like, <laughs> I feel like you guys are, you know, community at mops and like, okay. that just brings me closer, just hearing mm-hmm. you guys talk. And um, yeah, I think just getting connected with people and not isolating. And I, mean, I think that's important for moms to hear too, that your relationship with the Lord can ebb and flow too. There are yeah. times where you're gonna yeah. be like so on mm-hmm. fire and there's times where you're like so busy that it's yes. just But he's still there yes. and he's still waiting for you and wants that relationship. So yes. I think that's important to hear too. And sometimes spending time with him is just like me in the bathtub, like yeah. soaking for ten minutes yeah. just to like you know, have yeah. that mom like time. Center. Yes. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. so yeah, it looks different in every stage, but um that's where I have found um I can strengthen my relationship is in those moments. Mm -hmm.
0: What about you, Lauren?
3: I feel like mine's almost the opposite. It's something that I want that Jen has. Uh (laughs) Um, Oh my gosh. (laughs) So um, So
1: you have two very little ones mm -hmm. right now. So you might be in that.
3: (laughs) Yeah. It's also um, my circumstance. I've talked to Summer about this. So I've always known the importance of community and having that community and faith. Um, And but the fact of the matter is I'm a military spouse and I move every two to three years. So I've moved a lot in the last several years. And with each move, we've tried our best to find a church and feel grounded. But then the pandemic happened that had a lot to do with our journey as well. But, um, it was hard to find a community that was, the foundation was their faith. Um, so, The last time that I really had that I think was Charleston, um, that's when my husband and I, we got um, plugged into a small group and um, those were the people that we were around a lot. So um, our faith just felt really strong there. Um, But then over the next several years and the moves and the pandemic, um, the last church that we were in in California was great, but it was really hard to get plugged in. It was a really big church, um, but the childcare was wonderful. (laughs) And our son was able to stay in childcare, and we could enjoy church. Yeah, that's huge. (laughs) So that was huge. Um, So we were kind of afraid to try to find another church um, because we just didn't know where. We did like it. Yeah. um, But we just didn't get plugged in there. So it was really hard to find that community. So that was our biggest intention when we moved here. Um, I was like, right away, I want to find a church. I want to get plugged in. I need to have that community again because I have been isolated and I haven't had those women to lean on when I needed it the most. And, um, I'll talk about it later, but (laughs) there was, there was a phase where it just, I really needed that community. Um, but because of that, I feel like how I've strengthened my relationship with God over the years, Mm -hmm. um, compared to when I was younger is when I was younger, I knew he was there, but I didn't try to have a relationship with him Mm -hmm. where now I'm much more intentional with it. So I may not always have the community, but I know that he's always there with me Mm -hmm. through everything. Um, so I pray a lot, lots of prayer. (laughs) Um, I feel like each season what I pray for is very different. Um, I mean, that's for anybody, but, um, also, one thing that I like, she said, we're moms, so I don't always get mm. plugged in as much as I should with uh, my Bible. But when I do, I'm very intentional with praying about what's just on my heart. And I just open a page mm. and I just start reading and I see how God is just really speaking to me and just what He's trying to tell me. Cause sometimes I like, is He there? Like, mm. I'm feeling alone. And um, so that's one way that. I always just try to have a conversation with him through that um, and running. <laughs> yes. Yes. Running, I have always said, is my strongest church um, mm-hmm. in every phase of my life. Honestly, mm-hmm. even in college, um, when I felt like I like, knew God was there, but I didn't like know who I was mm-hmm. and all the things, I'd go for a run. And like just being surrounded by the world that he's created mm-hmm. – and being on a trail in the middle of nowhere and <laughs> the sun is shining through a cloud like <laughs> yes, and yes. it's a beautiful scene like that's just that's where i
1: feel makes well, nice. you feel that way when it's funny because this is what we have in common because really? i you too am a runner yeah i'm training for a half marathon oh, how do nice. i feel this and way then, guys i don't <laughs> feel this way and then a marathon in the fall my first one i've never oh, really? done one before so well, i've awesome. done my husband and I did three half marathons together, and this is my fourth. What? And then in the fall, I'm doing a full. Guys, so I am very out in this Here's room. the thing, and tell me if you feel this too, but it's on a long run, it's like you're at the end of yourself,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it is like almost the perfect parallel to those times where you're feeling like in the wilderness, like where are you, God?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so you can compare it. So you're running and you're like, I'm at the end of myself. Where are you, God? And it's amazing how you can just lean on him okay. <clears throat> and the strength mm-hmm. is incredible. Ooh. yes. Mm-hmm. Um
0: yeah, and you can really
1: want to run. So you almost. can really find it. You can find it <laughs> in can. the pain and the suffering. Yeah. Like you can That's really so find cool. the it's freedom. Like
0: a, a release. Yeah. Like yes. It's like Are you, I you, am a runner and okay. I yep. like I will cry on the treadmill. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and then I feel better. But it's like I have to get to the point where it's like it just all comes out. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's like the running and the endurance that it takes because it's hard work. You work through your feelings. Yeah. And you yes. work through it. And mm. then it's like it's it's refreshing, yeah. and then you have mm-hmm. these endorphins that like kick in, and you just are happy. And yeah. I know Berkeley; it's so strange. Yeah. Anyways, we will <laughs> teach, teach you to it. It.
1: <laughs> You will learn to love it. How about yeah. sharing some advice for <laughs> yes. us guys?
0: Um, <laughs> some good parenting advice or, or mom advice. We like that's
1: how We like to wrap up sharing yes. either your worst or best advice, mom advice, for our listeners. I think, Jen, you had a worst, right? Oh. yeah. Okay. So I've been told many times by people, oh, just don't worry about it. Kids are so resilient. They will grow out of this. They'll never remember this. Just don't even worry about it. And so I'm not saying like, worry about it and sit at home and stress about it, but you should acknowledge that there, yes. there might There's need to be issue. intervention right. and you need to, like, intentionally love your children and understanding what they need and how to love them because just ignoring something because they're going to be resilient and grow out of it, I just don't think that that's what we're called to do as parents.
2: Yeah.
1: It might be a good opportunity to yes. have an intentional conversation yes. with them and, I think and being intentional. teach them something.
0: Mm. And yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. thought that was Talk to yeah. somebody and get advice of how to do right. it. Like, say this is happening. Like, I need yeah. awareness that this is happening. Yes. So, but yeah. you do hear that mm-hmm. a lot. Don't worry about it. I, just yeah, you yeah, grow I don't, out of it. Like, I don't like that. I, you'll <laughs> never get, get that from me. I'll <laughs> <I> never <laughs> say that. And yeah, yeah. you're not saying yeah. like stress
1: about it. But yeah. look for the yeah mm-hmm. because look I, for the growth. I, yeah, because I think if you're bringing something up, if there's an issue and you're actually talking about it, then it's worth looking into and not ignoring.
0: Yeah, there is so And and I think sometimes when you know people who are ignoring it it's like they're not helping their kids like deal with what's happening or going on and and it's hard to watch that too because you're like let's just talk about what's the real issue here yeah and I think it's
1: important that's our job as parents like our kids are a gift from God and we need to treat them like that
3: yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. that's good that's good good advice all right, Lauren, <laughs> what's your advice? Um, am I doing a bad one or no? What? I like you have to share the one you shared with us. Yeah, okay, oh, yeah, that <laughs> was great. I'll do the bad one. Um, okay, so worst parenting advice: <laughs> it gets better. <laughs> and don't say that to a yeah, mom. Don't, don't those say those that to a mom. <laughs> so, I feel like like motherhood. You definitely have like. These magical moments where you're thankful to be a mom, but then there's the very stressful and hard moments. And one specifically with my oldest, he was probably like two, I don't, they all blend, but he was having a full tantrum. We were leaving the park and it was at the point I was football holding him walking to the car. He's screaming, kicking. I'm just holding him trying to get to the dang car and someone yells at me, it gets better. And I, I'm, like, so frazzled. I'm like, when? <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Uh, so At time. Did she answer
0: back?
3: No, I, she don't, I don't was remember. She's like,
0: I don't even know how to answer that.
3: <laughs> but the thing that I've learned is there are seasons, and you get out of them, and then there are new seasons. So okay. I don't think that there's never a moment that you're not grateful to be a mom. You but know. it's definitely, it is a learning Time for both you and your children.
1: Well, I was so. literally telling Summer today, mothering or parenthood, and for both of you, is such mm-hmm. a contradictory of feelings because, mm-hmm. like, when they're little, you're like just I just remember nursing in the middle of the night, just praying the minutes would fast would go faster. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I know this is how long she has to nurse. I'm like just praying for minutes to pass, but then on the other hand, you're like praying for time to slow down. Mm-hmm. Or like, my oldest is getting her license. <laughs> And I'm, like, so excited to have another driver, but I'm also terrified to have her on the road. So it's, like, mothering is just this contradictory of feelings all of the time. Yes, yeah, so all
3: the feelings all the time. Yeah. Hormones don't help. No. They don't. And then we throw hormones and there. We're all hot mess.
1: Yeah. It's fine. Oh
0: well, thank you, ladies. We
1: appreciate you sharing and coming on today and talking
0: with us. Yes, and being, being courageous. courageous. Like, yeah. I am just so thankful that you guys said yes to doing this and coming yeah. and then next week we get to hear you at our mops meeting with all the women sharing your stories and so I know it will touch it each will one it impact
1: each story will touch a mom in some way like yeah. someone will relate to something you have to say mm. I just it's interesting how it happens that way you don't think mm-hmm. I don't know what's my story going to do but mm-hmm. someone somewhere is going to take something from your story and yeah. it's huge yeah. it will impact them you know what's funny? Can I just add one thing? Of course. Yeah. So <clears throat> when I was asked a while back to um share my testimony with somebody, yeah. I was thinking, how am I what is the big deal about my life? Like what do I have to share? What is what's the, the big deal about me? Like, why yeah, me? does. And then like I heard from God. I was praying, like, why? What am I gonna share? What what am I supposed to do? And I heard it's not about you, Jen. It Has nothing to do with you, and everything to do with me. Yeah, and that's the truth.
3: It has yeah. nothing to do with us because he's going to do something with,
1: with both of your stories yes. in that room.
3: Yeah. yeah,
1: To someone.
3: Yeah, yeah. I don't know about you either, but yeah. when I was like writing it out and typing it out, it was all, I also felt like it was a way of God, just like opening my eyes even more to like the things yeah. that I've gone through. So mm-hmm. even like hoping it touches someone else, it's like writing it out. Touched me too and like yeah. showed the relationship that like I've built and that I want to continue to build with God and I don't know, for, I sure. I it's for sure. I just think it's also just
0: amazing to see his hand in every stage. Like yeah. he was always there. Yeah, There wasn't a, mm-hmm. a part where he didn't see you or pursue you mm-hmm. or love you. And he was just like, even with your marriage, like he was preparing something, yeah. even when something hard happened. Yeah. He was still there, like, and redeemed it, you know, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I I just think that's so powerful and such a loving thing that he is there. Like, I don't know. So I'm feeling all the feelings now, too. (laughs) (laughs) On that note,
1: I will wrap things up for us. (laughs) I like to do the you know the weird part where we ask for our listeners to uh, if you wouldn't mind liking and subscribing we'd love to see who's listening and we thank you for listening and appreciate your support Um, and we are excited that the chapel mops after party is proud to be part of the mops podcast network and just remember there's a group of moms who get you need you and are here to remind you that you're never alone so find your mom village online or in person at mops.org backslash find a group
0: Bye Bye. guys!